Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Chris Prefontaine. Chris, are you ready to do this? I am. Thanks for having me on, Greg. Yeah, you bet. Let's do this. Chris is a 25-year veteran of the real estate business. He's a coach, author, podcaster, investor, many other things. I'm excited to have you on. Chris, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Sure. We've got a uh, family company operating out of Newport, Rhode Island. It's a tiny little island here with three towns, so not a not a huge area for us doing business-wise. We spread out a bit. We buy and sell homes ourselves still, um, somewhere between two and four a month on our end, and then we help students and associates around the country. So we handle total around five to ten homes a month uh, buying. We operate in ourselves in Rhode Island, Mass., and Connecticut, Massachusetts and Connecticut, and then again all around the country with other with other students. It's primarily family and then a great support staff. It's my son-in-law, Zach, my son, Nick, daughter, Kayla, and myself, and then again a great team around us. Um, the the terms business is what we call it, and that, that's a broad term for a lot of people, but we buy and sell all of our properties on lease purchase or on a financing or subject to, and that's been going on since 2012 or 13-ish, uh, but I've been at this uh, to date myself, I think you said it, 25, going on 27 years now. <laughs> been at it for a while. Time flies, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, would love to love to, to, to get your thoughts on Obviously, you're, you're an entrepreneur, but more so than that, you also work with family. So any tips, tricks, cautionary tales on, on how to successfully do that? You know, we didn't do it, um, George, to kind of plan. We, we, it organically came together. So it's not like I can say, you know, if you think you might enjoy working with family, here's your A through Z step. What I can say is everybody kind of fell into their roles uh, organically. It just kind of happened. Um, uh, Zach and, and Kayla, my daughter, were in the hot uh, kind of the tourist business, restaurant business, bartending. Uh, Zach was a personal trainer. They just kind of peeked their head in and obviously knew what we did for years and wanted to try it with us. And I will say this, if you're going to add family members, what we did works in that nobody was on a salary. Uh, everybody came in as part of the team, as kind of treated as like a partner. So as we do deals, everybody gets paid. And it's the healthiest way I know how to do it. And obviously the upside is great too because there is no limitations. And so that's what that's one tip I could give them to use if they're going to do family. And then we have as a company, we have set up um, six values. You know, we have a core value system. So family or not, everybody's got to be on the same page with that. So the company can run in, run in unison. I would have to think that that's such an important thing. I know that that making sure that that, that you clarify your values from just a personal uh, perspective, but also investing is so important. So. How, how often are you revisiting that? But I guess a bigger question is how often are you bringing everybody together just to make sure everything's moving forward and, and you're on the same page, keeping those lines of communications open? Yeah, so there's different systems out there that people use. I, you know, I have different mastermind groups I'm in and, and people use different, um, uh, uh, what do I want to say, protocol and different ways of doing culture. Um, we belong to a group out of Arizona called Elite and Elite teaches uh, exactly what we do, which is uh, for us, it's every trimester, but you could do quarterly. We have an offsite all day. Uh, we go over the accomplishments. We go over challenges. We go over what needs to be fixed, maybe outside influences or, or um, uh, you know, challenges that could come in a row by market conditions. We also then on a mini level 
get together once a month and track those numbers that we all talked about accomplishing for the, for the trimester. And then, of course, one-on-one -on -one or smaller meetings every single week, we have what's called the big three that we're all working on. So everybody has three big things that they're working on towards that next trimester. And so that's how the kind of the meeting flow and the culture is, if you will. And then other than that, um, step aside and, and let people do what they're supposed to do instead of micromanaging. Nice. Okay, great. So you mentioned off the top this idea of buying and selling on terms. And I definitely want to get into that and, and learn more about that because it's not something I'm familiar with. Um, but talk about the work that you're doing. Um, if somebody says, okay, Chris sounds like a good guy. Um, I'd like to work with him. What, what will you teach these people to do? Well, I mean, we only teach it, The reason that's a great question. We only teach what we do. And I say that, um, without any, um, you know, shooting hours at anyone else out there teaching. But if, if someone hasn't done in our case, real estate, but it could be any business, if, if someone hasn't done what you want to do and, and, or still currently not doing it, um, you got a challenge there. You've got to have a mentor, and in the case directly to your question, it's out there doing deals still. So what would we teach them? Well, exactly what we do, buy and sell real estate without using your own capital, without signing personally on bank loans, um, and do everything on terms like that. So, so at the end of the day, if that's the, the niche you, you, you want to get into, at the end of the day, you're not stressed. You're not worried about, you know, my personally signing away my assets and my jeopardizing what my family has, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that's the direct answer. The broad answer is make sure you're with someone that's exactly where where you want to be and they're still doing it. So how did you figure out how to do this? Um, I had mentors. Um, you know, after the 2008 debacle uh, where I get my head kicked in a bit, um, I started researching online mentors I already knew in the real estate industry. It's not like what we're doing, George, is, is um, new. Stuff like this has been done since literally the late 1800s, early 1900s. So it's not new. What we did is we took a system and placed it around all the different things that have been done on terms over the years and then allowed others to follow that and have a path to you know, equal success. Um, that's what we did. We pieced together a bunch of things and came out with a system. We call it the Quantum Leap System, um, but it's a... It's an online, in-depth academy that people can run the same way we are. Got it. Okay. Um, so want to get your thoughts quickly on, on the value of having a system or a process. And then if you could just walk right into or, or head right into how people, like what, what people really need to get started. Well, my general comment, you can tell me if you want to go deeper, is without a system or a process, um, unfortunately, you have a job. So, so it's weird in real estate as people say, well, I want, to go, I want to go be in real estate by myself. I want to be an investor. Great. So they go off and they might learn wholesaling or, or rehabbing and flipping, which I'm not an advocate of. I know how to do it, obviously, but I'm not an advocate of people doing that as their main source because what they end up doing without a system or a process is they end up creating a job. So they leave a job to go create a job with more stress. With a system and a process, they can actually create a scalable business like we've done and like we're teaching others to do around the country. So now they have literally a business. When I talked about culture and values and all that stuff earlier, that's a business. That's not going out and doing one or two or three real estate deals to make a nice profit. You can do that, but you have a job. You go out and create it again and again and again. Um, so it's super, super important. Um, and if you're a solopreneur now and you say, well, I don't need a lot of that now. I don't need the culture. I don't need the values. Here's what I would say to you. What got you here, say as a solopreneur, maybe has some success, but what got you here is definitely going to slow you down to get to the next level. Got to learn new habits, got to kind of get around people that can show you how to go to the next level and raise the bar. I hope that answered your question directly for you. Yeah. Yeah. 
And what is it that stops people from doing that? Because everything you just described makes sense to me. But why don't people embrace it more often? Um, you know, two things come to mind. One is um, lack of confidence. Because let's face it, if, if I was chatting with you and you and you knew beyond a shadow of a doubt, and you trusted beyond a shadow of a doubt that you could go ahead and see what, what we're showing you how to do, or, you know, any, any business this applies to, then what the heck would stop you? Nothing, right? You, you'd say, okay, it, it might take me more time, but I'm going to get there. Um, so lack of confidence is a biggie. The second one I see is uh, in particular in real estate, but obviously in any entrepreneurial venture, and that is uh, mismanagement of expectations. This is a biggie. So people looking at the infomercials or looking at courses that, that have false promises or empty promises, looking to create you know their first deal in 10 days or looking to create their first deal without doing anything, just kind of pushing some buttons or doing some mailers, just mismanaging expectations. This is a business, a business with huge potential. So regardless of what business you're in, real estate or not, set the right expectations, set them right, and then put the blinders on and go for it. When I say set them right, what business do you know you can start and be profitable at a big, big level in less than three years, is what I would tell most people. Even though real estate breaks a lot of those rules for the better, got to give yourself at least three years in any business, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I appreciate that very much. <clears throat> An expectation is is everything, or at least it's certainly a lot of it. And, and, and oh, yeah. confidence is a big part of that as well. Okay, so do you talk to a lot of people who are looking to change industries to, to, to get out of a job or do you, or is it a mix between people who are already in real estate but not doing what it is that they're inter- they're, they're, they're not finding the success that they want? Um, yeah, it's a mix. Good point. Um, so you get the group that, it, you get, okay, you get two groups within real estate. They're struggling for whatever reason. Um, I have people that have come to me who have spent, two of them in particular, spent six figures on education and never had done a deal before meeting us, which is crazy. So you get those that are in real estate struggling. Then you get people in real estate. We recently brought in some great people who have big businesses. I'm talking they're doing 30 or 40 deals a year already. They want to expand the type of income and the quantity of income into our niche. And so they're adding it to what they're already doing. And then you have the other half of the clients, uh, uh, what you alluded to earlier, which is they're in a job. We have electrical engineers. We have people who just retired from a job. You know, they're in something that they want to transition out of kind of a plan B. And it could be full time, which is the case in a lot of people trying to make that transition. Or it could be, I love what I do. I make great income. I want to add to it. I want to supplement it. So all four of those categories we touch. Okay, got it. All right. So the the quantum leap system, if you would, can you go a little deeper on that? Sure. On on the site, um, if, you, if it's okay to mention the site. Um, Please. Okay. So it's smartrealestatecoach.com, smartrealestatecoach.com. On the site, there's a video, but I'll give you a 10,000 foot view. The, the video will show them the QLS system is A through Z, George. I'm talking, a lot of people call me on a weekly basis and call my son and my son-in-law and they say, yeah, but does it tell me everything? Like, is it just gonna try to get me into another course? No, we don't have another course. That's our main course. And it literally gives them all the vendors we use, the suppliers, how we generate leads, how they can. And it's 10 modules loaded with over 90 steps and 60 plus of those are videos. And so it's quite robust. Uh, it is no uh, continuing charges on that education. So as we update it, you own it for life. You get it as well. And so it's called, again, Quantum Leap System, and you'll, you'll see that on the, uh, on the website. A better way to go at that, however, is to just take advantage. If you don't mind listening to me for another hour, take advantage of the free webinar. Because that will give you like a – you can dip your toe in the water. You can listen to me for like 55 minutes. It's content-driven. At the very end, 
if you decide, yeah, that's a niche I want to dive into further, okay, great, then look at the course. But until then, you can do a free dive right into the uh, right into the uh, webinar. Nice. Okay, sounds like a great resource. All right, so back to this buying on terms. Um, you're able to buy properties without using your own capital, without signing away personal assets. Are we talking about residential properties? Is this commercial? Is it land? Great question, because you can do it on all, George. We, are a bulk of our business, um, I'm going to tell you 95% of it is, is single-family residential. Um, we have bought and sold um, many multis um, on terms. In other words, no banks. And then we are, I'm sitting in a, in a brand new building that we bought for our offices, and we bought this on terms. Um, so it can be done in any category. It's a matter of focusing your energies, right? Because each one of those that you mentioned really are a separate business. So you're not using your own capital and you're not using banks. So Correct. How, how, how does it work? Yeah. So like the building we're in now, we bought this owner financing. And what that means is to us anyway, owner financing to us means the seller has no debt. It's free and clear and they don't need their cash right away. So in this case, we make monthly payments to the seller acting as the bank. So that's one example. That's the building we're in right now and how we buy a lot of our homes. Another way is, let's say the seller does have debt on the home. They have a mortgage. And there's a numerous different scenarios, but I'll just say this, this particular cell hypothetically uh, is current and you know, it's not a stressful situation. Um, they'll typically net more cash out of selling to us on a lease purchase than they will selling it on the open market. So all lease purchase means is let's say you're the seller. I'm going to start making your mortgage payments um, as soon as I find my buyer to occupy the home. And I'm going to send those into your bank every single month until some term that we agree on in the future. It's usually around three years. At that time, I'm going to go ahead and pay off the mortgage. And if there's any equity that you are owed, you're going to get paid at the end of that as well. In the meantime, you as a seller worry about nothing. We're paying the mortgage directly. We're taking care of any maintenance, upkeep, repairs. And now what do we do? We put a buyer in the home who needs time to get qualified for financing. We call them tenant buyers. But it's basically a rent-to-own situation where they need some time by either credit repair, credit enhancement, or they might just need what the banks call seasoning. You know, they're self-employed and they might need some time to report to the, to the IRS for a couple of years. So those scenarios do not require us to go to the bank. We just pay the payment and it stays in their name. And so those are done, you know, 70% of our deals are done that way with the lease purchase. Got it. Okay. And how familiar are people with this when you approach them with the idea of it? Or is this, is it uncommon? Uh, it's very common. As I said, it's been done since the late 1800s. Right. However... Do, do a lot of sellers say, well, I've never heard of that? Sure, because they're not in the real estate world. And so when we map it out farm, the only person that doesn't work for it, George, as you can probably gather, is the person that needs cash today. So let's say they owe, let's give this scenario of they, they've got a lot of equity, they owe 200, the house is worth 300. They get 100 grand coming out. If it couldn't sell in the open market for whatever reason, and they don't need it today, so instead of lowering their price, they'll just wait, get their full price from us, but get it in three years. The only person we can't help is someone who needs or wants it today. Got it. And I think that, that you referenced in the uh, in the A through Z, uh, your system, how you identify potential prospects for this. And because I would imagine that you would need to bring um, bring all the parties together if, if you're looking to, to buy the property, but then also have a tenant that you can put in there. So how are you able to identify all the parties or, or am I looking at that, that, that wrong? 
No, you have it right. Just a different uh, of the order. A lot of um, different niches in real estate, i.e. wholesaling and rehabbing, they do teach you to build a buyer's list first. There's no need for that with us. So what we do is we go out and find a property first. And then once we get that property, the market of buyers who can't get financing today, who need or want rent to own, is plentiful. Some upwards of 82% in some markets, but it's certainly somewhere between 50 and 82% of the buyer population in the country can't today walk into a bank and get financing in their current state. So they need our help, they need our program. That's a big buyer's pool. So you don't have to worry about, am I gonna find a buyer? So yes, you do piece the parties together. You piece the seller first, then the buyer, and then with an attorney, make all that come together for the end. And yes, in the QLS, we, we walk people through deal after deal after deal. We actually have, I'll just throw this in there quick, I'm talking about free resources a lot because I think that's important in this industry. On our YouTube channel, they just go Smart Real Estate Coach, there's, uh, we put out three videos a week, and they just go on there for free and learn an awful lot of stuff. Uh, nowadays, you can get a lot of good stuff like that. Nice. Well, Chris, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Well, I, I would say this. It kind of goes with what we are talking about, and I was thinking this in the back of my mind as you were asking me questions. One is, regardless of the business, I don't care if it's real estate. Real estate might not be for you if you listen to the show, but regardless of the business that you are in or want to be in, find a niche, find a business that you think you'll like. Okay, that's number one. Number two, then find a mentor who is doing that and, and, and has done that and still doing it and that you can relate to. And then with, the, with that as your formula, don't look back, don't look right, don't look left, put the blinders on for three years that I mentioned earlier. So find the business or niche, find the mentor who's still doing it, and then put your blindness on for three years. Don't let anything get in your way. Don't let any shiny object syndrome get in your way. Just go forward. I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. And man, I got to think shiny objects stop so many people from getting what they want. So (laughs) glad you said that. Well, Chris, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? How can they get involved? Yeah, they just got to go over to smartrealestatecoach.com, uh, register for the free webinar there if they want. And as I told you right before we started the show, we set up a link for your listeners. And what we'll do is we have an Amazon best-selling book, Real Estate on Your Terms. They don't have to go to Amazon and buy it for 25 bucks. They literally can just um, go to free, F-R-E-E, S as in Sam, R as in real estate, E-C, so free, S-R-E-C, book.com. That stands for Smart Real Estate Coach. So free, srecbook.com. And I'm talking, George, the shipping too. I know a lot of people say, well, you can get my free book and then you got to put your credit card in and pay 10 bucks for shipping. This is free. You won't pay 10 cents. You won't put a credit card in and we'll get it off to you. Free, srecbook.com. Nice. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Chris your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Check out the uh, the free webinar at smartrealestatecoach.com. Check out all the videos on YouTube and get a free copy of the book. And I will list all of those in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Chris. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing. Leave us a review. And definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on.